Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, May 17th, 5.25 a.m. Central Time. July corn futures down seven and a quarter at 5.74. July soybeans down five and a quarter at 13.58 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat up three and three quarters at 651 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat up 14 and three quarters at 910. July spring wheat up eight at 886 and three quarters. Uh, let's start off with the soybean market. Mackenzie, uh, new crop futures not looking so hot uh, to start off the day. Right. The November 2023 soybean cr- contract fell below $12 per bushel overnight. The contract had not traded below $12 since December of 2021. A monster Brazilian crop paired with ideas of a big U.S. crop have resulted in selling pressure. China, the world's largest soybean importer, continues to face some economic problems. A mostly strong U.S. planting pace has also had a negative impact this week. Just tough to find a bullish story here. I mean, you can talk big picture about the crush expansion and how we're going to see more domestic demand. That's just not a story that's going to uh, rally the market today. Right now, it's it's Brazilian beans are cheaper than U.S. beans. China has some potential issues. Um, when you look at the U.S. planting pace, we're ahead of schedule. We were 49% done through Sunday versus 36 on average. Maybe you've got some problems in some northern areas, but you've got a lot of time. Uh, so you just you don't have a bull story to cling on to here. Uh, December corn futures very similar. We have not traded below $5 yet. Uh, as as we speak here this morning, could be different by the time you guys see this. Uh, Discorn bottomed at 501 yesterday, and same sort of deal. You know, you have this uh, big Brazilian crop. You've got uh, questionable Chinese demand. We've seen China cancel some purchases as of late. So the export program out of the U.S. is no good. Uh, ethanol production has been subpar. So just some uh, big time negative stuff here in regard to row crop markets. And uh, interestingly enough, the wheat market has been. Uh, kind of the, the strong leg of, of the grain complex here. And we'll get to that um, in a second. If you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you sure need to do so. Joe, tell me about the video you put out yesterday. Guys, if new crop corn and soybean marketing has even crossed your mind, if you've thought about how the markets and the risk and uh, how it relates to your operation, these crop insurance videos that I've done with Chris Barron from AgView Solutions the last couple of weeks, this is absolute must-watch material. Not only do we discuss uh, the crop insurance situation in regard to corn and soybeans as it relates to risk management, uh, Chris and Shay from AgView Solutions were actually kind enough to provide an absolutely free uh, crop insurance indemnity tool. So you guys can take this tool, which was available uh, via download in our newsletter this morning. You can download it. You can punch in different uh, yield scenarios for your farm, different uh, price outcomes, and see exactly like kind of where does your crop insurance floor kick in, um, if you want to put it that way. There's a lot of moving pieces here, but guys, this is this is the best stuff that I can possibly put out to help you in regard to risk management and marketing. Uh, this is not like gray area stuff where I tell you where I think the market's going to go. This is this is real world grain marketing information. Um, sign up this morning, guys. It's 50 bucks a month. Go to standardgrain.com. I'll send you over that video. I'll send you over that crop insurance tool. Uh, you can check it out. Remember, 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info uh, direct from us every single business day, guys. 
Weaker Chinese economic data may have contributed to yesterday's commodity weakness. Official Chinese data released Tuesday indicated slower-than-expected growth in retail sales, industrial output, and fixed investment. One analyst at Goldman Sachs said, We don't view April activity data as a, as a turning point for growth. We believe China's consumption-led post-reopening recovery is still largely on track, but some persistent weaknesses in the economy may require more targeted policy support to counteract. Okay, so Goldman says they need more policy support, and this is not necessarily a big deal. Uh, economists at Bloomberg said this, which is kind of contradictory. The headline figures for production and retail sales rose, but only by comparison with last year's terrible numbers, which cratered during Shanghai's lockdowns. Measured against March, they are stalling. Meanwhile, slowing investment shows government spending isn't gaining traction. Bottom line, the data are weak and add to the case for more monetary easing. So this is not a good look for uh, China. And I think that this has directly impacted uh, the grain markets. I think that uh, given the idea or fact that China is the world's top soybean importer, uh, has become a big corn importer the last few years, um, this is just negative sentiment uh, type stuff. You pair that with, you know, Chinese corn cancellations, that sort of stuff. It's just, it's really not a good look at all. Uh, Let's get to this Kansas wheat deal. Kansas HRW wheat is projected to have the worst average yield in 20 years. During the first day of the Kansas wheat tour, Crop Scouts projected an average yield for HRW wheat in the northern part of Kansas at 29.8 bushels per acre. This is the worst projection for the tour's first day since at least 2003. The Wheat Quality Council's five-year average for the same area from 2017 to 2022 was 45.36 bushels per acre. On top of dryness, the tour found that cold winter weather in north-central Kansas caused more harm than expected. Crop Scouts will visit southwestern Kansas today where they expect to find more drought damage. Okay, so yesterday they were between Manhattan and Colby. Manhattan's kind of over here in the um, what would be northeast portion of the state. Uh, The drought was not as severe in those areas. And then you go west to to Colby, and, and it was really bad. So I would imagine that maybe today, if they're in the southwest part of the state, maybe the findings are even worse uh, today. This should not be a shock that the Kansas wheat crop is no good. It's actually what's surprising to me about this whole situation is that the Kansas City wheat market decided to rally on this just very recently when this drought story is something that has been a long known and and just old story. Like it had not been a secret to anybody, I don't think, that the Kansas wheat crop and and just the HRW crop in general was going to be bad. But you know what? The market just started to react to it. Apparently, uh, the last uh, couple of weeks, we've seen Kansas City wheat futures rally, what, $1.80, $1.90 per bushel from from their lows just couple weeks ago uh interesting stuff i'm just it's just surprising to me that it took so long uh, for that rally to take place the ukraine crop corridor is almost empty as the black sea grain deal may expire tomorrow only seven crop vessels remain in the ukraine crop corridor as russia threatens to exit the deal after a disagreement between parties at the Joint Coordination Center in Istanbul, no fresh inbound ships have cleared inspection in more than a week. Without the corridor, Ukraine will not be able to meet 
to meet its full crop export potential for the rest of this year and 2024. The UN announced on Monday that discussions are continuing. A Kremlin spokesman reported on Tuesday that many questions still remain and that Russia will make an announcement when a decision is finally made. Um, there was some a couple of comments from the Kremlin across the wires early this morning. Kremlin says it won't enter hypothetical discussions on what Russia will do if grain deal lapses. So I mean, things supposed to expire tomorrow. Um, is this the reason that the wheat market has been strong? I don't know. Um, I, I guess my my counter argument, if, if that's why wheat has been strong, why hasn't corn been strong? Because Ukraine is projected to be a much larger uh, corn exporter this year in regard to like their global share. Um, they're, they're a much lesser exporter when it comes to wheat globally. But, you know, the wheat market is the one that really, really reacted to this last year. Some people have argued about the impact. Like I've, I've seen it written and said that, um, you know, if they can't ship grain out of the Black Sea, they're going to ship it west through Europe and it's eventually going to make its way out of the country, maybe just at an increased cost. But uh, yeah, it looks for the moment as if this thing may very well die tomorrow, but uh, be on the lookout for headlines, uh, you know, today and and overnight uh, in particular. The Biden administration has announced an $11 billion investment in rural clean energy projects. USDA announced yesterday a new effort to bring affordable clean energy to rural communities of the U.S. Uh, of the U.S. Um, the Empowering Rural America program will make $9.7 billion available for rural electric cooperatives to create renewable energy and carbon capture systems. The additional Powering Affordable Clean Energy program will make $1 billion available in loans to help finance projects, including wind, solar, and geothermal initiatives. Mackenzie, they're going to have you driving an electric car before you know it. Uh, I don't have a long enough extension cord. That isn't going to work. Oh, um, so this is funding that's being made available to, through two programs under the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, I don't know if $11 billion is a lot of money anymore or not. Like, I don't really know that this is all just funny money now when you hear the government talk about billions and hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars. Um, so they're supposed to partner with municipalities, tribal entities, entrepreneurs, rural electric cooperatives, and other utilities to see this transformative investment come to life and create new ec economic growth and healthier communities. So I don't know that this is anything uh, that's going to impact the market. I thought it was an interesting story to throw in here today. Uh, this, this is from the uh, press release from uh, USDA. This represents the single largest investment in rural electrification since FDR signed the Rural Electrification Act into law in 1936. So I guess this is progress. I don't know. I just look at this picture of the, the solar panels and it just looks ugly to me, but whatever. It is ugly. You know where we're headed. <laughs> uh, U.S. retail sales increased for the first time since January. On a monthly basis, retail sales increased 0.4% in April. Economists expected sales to increase 0.8% after a surprising 0.7% decline in March. While retail sales increased in April, consumer prices rose at their slowest pace in two years. Consumers are still spending, but they are switching to less expensive brands and reducing their purchases of non-essential items. The data released on Tuesday did not alter economists' predictions that the Fed would stop raising interest rates in June. I don't know if we're headed for a recession. I don't know if we're 
in the midst of a recession right now, but the commodity markets act like we're in a recession. You look at crude oil, you look at corn, you look at soybeans. Um, there are a few commodities, like we'll talk about cattle that have bucked the trend, of course, but um, generally speaking, I think that um, the, the way commodities act are indicative of a recession. Now, the stock market's been a different deal. Uh, stocks are strong, and stocks tend to bottom like before the news gets really bad, actually, and before the, the Fed ends these uh, hiking cycles. And it looks like we're done with Fed hikes for a moment. So just because some of this data is like not as good as expected, that it, it doesn't mean that like the stock market has to go back lower. And it, it, it but it, it just doesn't look good to me in terms of commodities. I feel like corn and soybeans in particular and wheat's doing its own thing on weather, but it's just, they're all acting, you pair the energies with the two, just acting like we're in a recession right now. That's the way it, it looks to me at least. So, supposable progress was made on the U.S. debt ceiling debate yesterday. President Joe Biden hosted congressional leaders at the White House yesterday to discuss the debt ceiling. Attendees of the meeting said progress was made, but this does not guarantee an agreement. Uncertainty regarding the debt ceiling limit prompted Biden to skip stops in New Guinea and Australia after he attends the G7 summit in Japan this week. He's expected to be back in Washington on Sunday from that. House Republicans are demanding work restrictions for social programs be included in the debt limit bill. Democrats are adamantly opposed to those requirements, uh, referring to them as cruel given our slowing economy. Okay, so again, a lot of things here. Uh, debt ceiling currently is $31.4 trillion. That's not enough money, so we need to borrow more. Um, again, this is almost like an annual event. We've raised the debt ceiling 78 times since 1960. Um, generally speaking, this is a political charade. The two parties get to bicker with each other over who spends more money and on what. Uh, but in any case, the markets will start to react to this if they don't fix it soon. Janet Yellen says we've got like a June deadline. Some of the other groups say, no, maybe it's more July, August. But uh, this is something that could impact every market on the planet if it goes on long enough uh, without a resolution. So absolutely worth paying attention to uh, cattle futures yesterday? Uh, yeah, they were mostly mixed on Tuesday. Live cattle were down marginally, losing about 25 cents on average. We continue to see them soften as box beef uh, has a downward trend right now. Feeder cattle were up marginally, gaining about 35 cents on average, except for the spot June contract that lost 80 cents. Not a lot of big moves. Negotiated cash trade, of course, is at a standstill so far this week. Choice box beef ended the day on Tuesday at $2.99 that was down 251 select end of the day at 284.35 and that was down 36 cents outside markets this morning guys u.s dollars a little bit higher uh, stocks are up marginally the s&p's up nine the dow jones is up 90 they were down yesterday uh, bonds up a little bit gold's down two bucks crude oil up 39 cents in the june wti at 71.25 everybody have a great day today we'll talk to you thursday